Welcome to Zichu Daf Simani Mamrei Ram Goldhar and today Masechus Baba Kama Daf Chavav. The second parak Kates at a regal. So the three tops we're going to focus on. And when the Gemara asks, Regal Shadarsal Gabe Tinok Bechatzo Hanizak. If an animal through Regal trampled a child in the yard of the Nizak, killing him, Maushitishalim Kofer. What is the halach regarding whether the owner pays Kofer? Do we say that just as Karen, once it's Hamuad, or Kehu, it's his habit, and he pays Kofer, so Regal would pay Kofer as well? Or perhaps Kofer is only paid for Karen, which is Kavanasalahazik, intended to harm? A bride says, Bratton, which will be Tarfan, says that Karen in Rishis and Nizak pays full kofer even the first time. The basis for this is that he agrees with Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who holds that Karen Tom pays half kofer in Rishis and Rabim. He also must hold that Regal pays kofer in Rishis and Nizak, and then derives from a Kavachomer that Karen would pay full kofer in Rishis and Nizak, like he did regarding Karen damages on Dav Chafhe. Pointing me to the next submission states, Adam Muad Olam, a man is always Muad and pays full damages. Ben Shogeg Ben Mezi, whether he damaged unintentionally or intentionally, Ben Er Ben Yashin, whether awake or asleep, Simas in Chavero, if he blinded his fellow's eye, Meshibar Sekim, or broke utensils, he pays full damages. The Gemara notes that the Mishnah groups these last two cases together to teach that just as when breaking utensils, he only pays damages because no other payments are applicable, so too when he blinds or otherwise injures someone unintentionally, he only pays Nezek, and not the additional four payments for injuring a person, such as Tsar, Ripu, Shevis, and Boshes. The source of one pays for unintentional damage is Petzatach is Patsa, a wound in place of a wound. To obligate him for unintentional damages, like intentional damages. And for unwilling damages, like willing ones. Rabba presents several examples of unintentional actions regarding one's liability for damages, a carbon for carrying on Shabbos, exile for inadvertent killing, and a slave going free for being blinded. And point number three, Rambam said, Zark Klimaroshagag, if one threw a utensil from the top of a roof, and someone else came and broke it with a stick, the second person is Pater from paying because he merely broke an already broken utensil. He said further that if one threw a utensil from a roof, and there were pillows and cushions beneath it on the ground, or and someone else came and removed them, or he himself came ahead and removed them, resulting in the utensil breaking on the ground, he is pater from paying. He explains, At the time he threw it, his arrows were stopped, meaning his act of throwing would not have broken utensil, since the pillows were on the ground. One is not high for removing the cushions because this cause of damage was indirect, even if it was the same person who threw the utensil. Rabbi then discusses liability where one throws a child off a roof, and another person met the child with a sword, or an ox met it with its horns, killing it. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara asks, Regal Shadarsal Gabitinuk Bachatsur Hanizak. If an animal through Regal trampled the child in the yard of the Nizak, killing him, Maushit Tishalim Kofer. What is the lach regarding whether the owner pays Kofer? Do we say that just as Karen, once it's Hamuad, or Kehu, it's its habit, and he pays Kofer, so Regal would pay Kofer as well, or perhaps Kofer is only paid for Karen, which is Kavanasalahazik, intended to harm? A bright says Bratton, which will be Tarfan, says that Karen in Rishis and Nizak pays full kofer even the first time. The basis for this is that he agrees with Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who holds that Karen Tom pays half kofer in Rishis and Rabim. He also must hold that Regal pays kofer in Rishis and Nizak, and then derives from a Kavachomer that Karen would pay full kofer in Rishis and Nizak, like he did regarding Karen damages on Dav Chafhe. Pointing me to the next submission states, Adam Muad Olam, a man is always Muad and pays full damages. Ben Shogeg Ben Mezi, whether he damaged unintentionally or intentionally, Ben Er Ben Yashin, whether awake or asleep, 
Simas in Javero, if he blinded his fellow's eye, Meshibar Sekim, or broke utensils, he pays full damages. The Gemara notes that the Mishnah groups these last two cases together to teach that just as when breaking utensils, he only pays damages because no other payments are applicable, so too when he blinds or otherwise injures someone unintentionally, he only pays Nezek and not the additional four payments for injuring a person, such as Tsar, Ripu, Shevis, and Boshes. The source of one pays for unintentional damages, Petsa Takas Patsa, a wound in place of a wound. To obligate him for unintentional damages, like intentional damages, and for unwilling damages, like willing ones. Rabbah presents several examples of unintentional actions regarding one's liability for damages, a carbon for carrying on Shabbos, exile for inadvertent killing, and a slave going free for being blinded. And point number three, Rabbah said, Zark If one threw a utensil from the top of a roof, and someone else came and broke it with a stick, the second person is pater from paying because he merely broke an already broken utensil. He said further that if one threw a utensil from a roof, and there were pillows and cushions beneath it on the ground, or and someone else came and removed them, or he himself came ahead and removed them, resulting in the utensil breaking on the ground, he is pater from paying. He explains, At the time he threw it, his arrows were stopped, meaning his act of throwing would not have broken the utensil, since the pills were on the ground. One is not high for removing the cushions because this cause of damage was indirect, even if it was the same person who threw the utensil. Rabbah then discusses liability where one throws a child off a roof, and another person met the child with a sword, or an ox met it with its horns, killing it. Alright, so now we get our simon daf chavav, and a standard simon is a military coup. A coup, a military coup. So here goes. When the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay nezek and not daladvarim, because he was lying next to the man throwing pots out the window toward a pillow, which a soldier had just moved. Once again, slow motion. When the soldiers in the military coup, coup, that must have learned off chavav. When the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, If an animal through rego trampled the child in the yard of the nizak, killing him, what's the halacha regarding whether the owner pays kofer? Do we say that just as Karen once said Samud, or Chehu, it's his habit and he pays kofer, so rego would pay kofer as well, or perhaps kofer is only paid for Karen, which is Kavanaso Ahazik, intended to harm. So when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay gopher, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay nezek and not daladvarim, which reminds us the next mission states, Adam Mu'ad Olam, a man is always Mu'ad and pays nezek shalom, ben shogeg, ben mezid, ben er, ben yashin, whether he's awake or asleep, simas ein chavero, if he blinded his fellow's eye, shibar sekelim, or broke utensils, he pays full damages. The more notes that the Mishnah groups these last two cases together to teach that just as when breaking Kalim, he only pays damages because no other payments are applicable, so too when he blinds or otherwise injures someone unintentionally. He only pays Nezik and not the additional four payments for injuring a person, Tsar Ripu, Shevis, and Boshes. So, when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay nezek and not daladvarim, because he was lying next to the man throwing putts out the window toward a pillow, which a soldier 
had just moved, which reminds us, it went through a utensil from a roof, and there were pillows and cushions beneath it on the ground. And someone else comes along and removes him, or he himself came ahead and removed them, resulting in the utensil breaking on the ground. He is put from paying, since at the time he threw it, his arrows were stopped, meaning his act of throwing would not have broken the utensil, since the pillows were on the ground. One is not liable for removing the cushions, because this cause of the damage was indirect. So once again, when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofir, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay nezek and not daladvarim, because he was lying next to the man throwing pots out the window toward a pillow, which a soldier had just moved. All right, so now it's time for four blah blah chazara. Dav chav base. So the similar dav chav base is a cab. So here goes. The cab driver. Cab driver? That must be more dav chav base. Cab. The cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, which reminds us, the Gemara brings him out, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish, whether Isho Mishum Chitzav, fire is considered one's arrows, meaning one's force, or if Isho Mishum Mimono, fire is considered one's property. So, the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, which reminds us, one who sets fire to a heap of grain, and there's a goat bound to it and a slave near it, and they were all burned, the person must pay for the grain and goat, for although the slave died from the fire, and one cannot be liable for murder and monetary damages from the same act, he's not responsible for the slave's death, who could have run away. If the slave was bound and the goat was not, he's exempt from payment because he's responsible for killing the slave, which carries the death penalty. So the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, notice an adult nearby who just handed a coal and a flame to a cherish, which reminds us, the more brings a Mishnah, one who sets a fire through a deaf mute, an insane person or a minor, meaning he handed them a fire and a damage, is exempt from paying Medine Adam in the laws of man, meaning Basin does not force him to pay, but is high Medine Shemaim, he's morally obligated to pay. The more will distinguish a case with coal versus a case with a flame. Daf Chav so the similar Daf Chav is Kugelach. So here goes. When the fire-loving Kugelach champ, Kugelach, that must be more on Daf Chav When the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, which reminds Rabbi Yochan holds that besides fire being considered one's Koach, his force, he also holds one as responsible for it as his mamun, his property. So when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off an Isaac's property, which reminds us, the Mishan Duff Chaf Alf Ambeis taught that a dog which ate someone's biscuit, its owner is responsible. The Gemara explains that it was eaten on the damaged party's property, thus qualifying as Ubir Besteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. The Gemara says that this resolves the following inquiry, that Pipar Kachatsa Nizik Dami or Kachatsa Mazik Dami is the mouth of a cow inside the damaged party's property considered the damaged party's yard, so the owner is liable, or the damager's yard, and the owner is not responsible. This mission proves it's considered the damaged party's yard, because if it's considered the dog owner's yard, he could say, what's your bread doing in my dog's mouth? So when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off a Nizak's property, which had bitten three people on three different days, which reminds Gmur brings Malchokas, Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Meir regarding what makes an animal muad and how does it revert to being a tam. Dav Chav Dalad. So the similar Dav Chav Dalad is a pitcher, a cud. So here goes. The pitcher maker pitcher. That must be more Dav Chav Dalad. Cud. 
the pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, which reminds us, Romero explains why he holds a mood can be established from three incidents of damage in a single day. If its space is goring over multiple days, its owner is liable for full damages. Then if it gored three times close together on one day, is it not certain he should pay full damages? So the pitcher maker was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, was unsuccessful in trying to prove from the attacks that Luyu de Sora and not Luyu de Gavra, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, of the three days, the Rebuda mentions Luyu de Sora or Luyu de Gavra in order to make the ox a mood or to make the owner a mood. Are the three incidents to establish an animal's tendency to gore or to warn the owner multiple times before paying in full? Enough Kaminas where three sets of witnesses testified on a single day about the animal damaging on three separate days. So, the pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day was unsuccessful in trying to prove from the attacks that Lide Sore and not Lide Gavra because he was found inciting someone's dog against another. Which reminds us, Gemara asks, One who incites someone's dog against another person, what is the halacha? The insider is definitely exempt because he caused the damage indirectly, but is a dog's owner liable? Can he say what did I do to the victim since the dog's attack was instigated by another person? Or do we say to him, since you know that your dog is susceptible to being incited, you should not have retained it. Dav Chafei, so the Simon Dav Chafei is the 25th wedding anniversary. So here goes. The 25th wedding anniversary dinner, 25th wedding anniversary, that must be one of Chafei. The 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter, which reminds us, in the next mission, Rabbi Tarfan says that Karen damages inflicted in the Nizak's property are Chayv Nezik Shalim, even for a tum. The Chalmi say he pays Chetzi Nezik like normal Karen. Rabbi Tarfan attempts to prove his position from a Kavachomer, and the Chalmi limit the Kavachomer based on the principle of Dayo. So, the 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter, and then the husband tried to explain to his wife the concept of Dio by spitting on a picture of their daughter, which reminds us more questions how Rabbi Tarfan does not apply the principle of Dio since the source for Dio is from the Torah from the Parsha of Miriam being quarantined for only seven days, not 14. The Gemara answers that he agrees to the principle of Dio but holds it does not apply to Heka the Mafri Kavachomer, where the Kavachomer would be nullified. So, the 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster, when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter, and then the husband tried to explain to his wife the concept of Dio by spitting on a picture of their daughter, which happened to be placed on a mat that was Tame from a corpse, which reminds us, Ravachim Adifti asked Ravina that a Brysa does not apply Dio, even where it would not nullify the Kavachomer. A Brysa derives on a mat, which is not a container, can contract tumor from a corpse based on a Kavachomer. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff to be learned by Mir's Kavachomer on why an animal should become a muad if it damages three times on the same day? That's on Duff. Chavdal. Good number two. Which stuff to when a person who damages Bishogeg pays only Nezek, not Daladvarim? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number three. Which stuff do we have Mokhos Rabbi Huda Rabbi Mir regarding how an animal becomes a muad and reverts to being a tum? That's on Duff. Chav Gimel. Good number four. Which stuff do we have the case of throwing Kaylee at the window down onto a pillow and then a person takes the pillow away before the Kaylee lands? That's on Dav. Chav. Good number five. Which stuff do we have Malchus Rabbi Tarfan the Chachamim? Whether Tam in Rishus and Nizak pays Chatzin Nezek or Nezek Shalom? That's on Dav. Chav. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss if one is high for giving a cherish coal or fire 
which then damages. That's on Dav. Chabez. Good number seven. Which stuff to discuss what the halacha is if an ox tramples a child to death in the Rishis and Nizak, whether he pays kofar? That's on Dav. Chabav. Good number eight. Which stuff they learned that the concept of Dayo is learned from the Parsha of Miriam and Saras? That's on Dav. Good number nine. Which stuff do we discuss what the halakha is when someone incites someone else's dog against another? That's on Dav. Good number ten. Which stuff do the case of a machazeris, a cow eating food that's on the side of the road? That's on Dav. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichru. Wishing you a great day and great learning.